Pizza Podcast. We've talked on this podcast before about the merits of Goala. Yes. And this kind of coincides maybe with the new release, the release of the new Goala mm-hmm. update or whatever. Right. Um, which has some promising qualities, seemingly. Yeah. My favorite is that it seems to load faster. Yeah. And that it allows you to, like, make a comment while it's searching for your location. So it's not like you have to wait for it to find oh, the location right. and then, you know, save me those extra three seconds or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have my life back, finally. Yeah. Uh, it reminds me of those, actually, on a side note, it makes me think of those commercials that are like, oh, use this, uh, you know, Android phone that makes you sync your stuff so much faster and then you'll get your life back like and it shows a guy on the side of a soccer game his kid's soccer game have you seen this one no where he's like oh i'm able to do this really fast and now i can watch my kid's soccer game and there's the dad like standing on the soccer field like taking forever to upload the stuff the problem with these guys is not that it's taking too long the problem is they're trying to work at their kid's soccer game or they're obsessed with their their you know phone right and they're gonna spend time looking at whatever it's you know it's not that oh i only have to check these three things and then i'm done it's okay i'm done checking those now what can i look for can i check old emails can i look on this internet or this uh, what can i do to keep me from having to watch my kids exactly (laughs) it's not like oh i just have to get in and get out and that this thing is going to make life so much easier well to be fair professional soccer is pretty boring so i assume six-year-old soccer is even worse how dare you i had to get that dig in um, so anyway, here's my beef for today. Okay. Um, where's the beef? <laughs> it's right here. Okay. It's behind the curtain. This weekend beef. Uh, <laughs> there recently have been, and maybe it wouldn't seem like such a big deal if it was just one person, but in the last like two or three weeks, I've had three people I know mm-hmm. go to Disneyland. <laughs> oh, I know where this is going. <laughs> And when they go to Disneyland, I hope Robert's not listening. They don't just say, "I'm checking in at Disneyland." Right. It's I'm checking in at this ride, and I'm checking in at this ride, and I'm checking in at this ride. And at one point, Robert was one of them, but one of my coworkers was there also. So I have two people from separate spheres that are both at Disneyland that are like rapid fire checking in at all these different places that they're at. Right. And I'm like, this right. is a little bit of overkill. The Disneyland ones, though, I thought that was kind of cool. I the first time, maybe. No, no, no. I mean, I wouldn't check in at, like, every ride, but I would check in at, like, my favorite ones or something. I mean, think about when we went on the pub crawl a couple weeks ago. We were checking in at every bar. But those are different locations. You're at Disneyland. We know the things that are at Disneyland. They're different locations. But I'd they're... say that the walk from Small World at one end to, you know, Tower of Terror at the other end is probably farther than from SoCal's to Hilltop. All right. Here's the concession I'll make. You can check in at Disneyland, and you can check in at California Adventure, and you can check in at Downtown Disney. <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, checking right. in at Churro Stand at Disneyland, <laughs> checking in at the bathroom at Disney, you know, yeah. it's, it's, and the, the crazy thing was these two people that I both knew that were there, it's like they could be like in line next to each other and have no idea because they don't know each other, but right. they're both checking in and, you but know. But you hate them both equally. <laughs> Pretty much, Yeah. And so, uh... Okay, but, okay, so do you have your phone set, when someone checks in, does it make noise? No, it doesn't make noise. Does it vibrate? Um... So, I mean, it's not like it's it's constantly ringing. It must just seem like I'm using my phone during the times that these things are happening. 
Now, now, thankfully, two, no. You're using your phone. Two. Well, a lot of time during the day, I'm working. I can't be using my phone while I'm working. Right. Um, two of the three people at least refrained from posting it to Facebook. Oh yeah. Okay. Was one because of the, ones the first someone I know. The first person who's someone you don't know. Okay. Actually, wasn't doing it on Goal. He was doing it on Facebook. And so it's like you go onto Facebook and everything on there is this person's this place at Disneyland. This, you know, it's like, all right. And that's why this is a person that I did not accept a friend request from for Gowalla. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Well, Um, we've talked about that. I mean, Gowalla is, I was trying to talk to my sister. My sister's going to get an iPhone tomorrow. And uh, I was talking to her about it. And I was talking to her about Gowalla. I was like, oh, you should get it. You know, it's fun. And she's like oh, I don't need it to be the new Facebook, and I don't need everyone to know where I am, and, like, what's the point of it and stuff? And I was like, well, yeah, but that's why you have to segregate it. You have to keep it to a small, intimate group right. of friends and not accept everybody's request. Right. Um, so the other night, uh, we, our, our uh, co-workers had a little get-together at a, at a winery after, after school, and... Um, on the way home, I was driving one of my coworkers. I was the designated driver. Name. Well, doesn't it make a trip to the winery not fun? Well, here's the thing. I just started a new diet, and so mm. I'm being really good. You'll notice I'm drinking water rather than Dr. Pepper today. I thought that's because it was 9 a.m. Oh, no, that would have nothing to do with it. So anyway, uh, so I was I was driving, and and she like checked us all in, checked. You know, me and her and, like, all the other people that were there that are on Facebook. Oh, the Facebook the check-in? the Facebook check-in. Yeah. Okay. So as we're driving home, she starts checking in. At, she's, like, looking at the check-in places as we're driving by on, on 99. Mm-hmm. And you're going so fast that, like... Are they just all welfare distribution they're on, centers? They're on there very briefly. But she starts checking in at all these places as we go by. So I she's, swear, like, she yeah. checks in at the mental health facility. She checks in at some sausage factory. <laughs> she checks in at these other... I didn't know there was gay bars in Elk Grove. It was, it was, pretty, it was pretty funny. Um, but the funny thing was, she was trying to check in other people at it, too. Mm-hmm. So, uh, her big plan was to check in one of my coworkers with another... There's two coworkers, one male and one female. And the female one really hates the male one. Mm-hmm. And she was going to try and check them both in at a motel. <laughs> this must have been Diana. <laughs> I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> but it's I, I think there's people on Gowalla, not people we know, but people I've seen when I check in somewhere are constantly like on the list. Mm-hmm. I think people do just if they're walking down J Street, check in everywhere. I think right. that's probably how the random guy that shows up at Podcast Central, who's, yeah. who I hope has never been you in sure my house, some guy who's in the closet behind you right now, you know, is checked in. Um, there's some name that I would constantly see in places downtown, and then when I clicked on that person, it was like, you know, in one day they checked in at 20 places. I mean, maybe they deliver news and reviews or something, and they legitimately right. went to those places, but I think they just... That would be lame. I mean, <laughs> why do you... Maybe it's just my own personal code of Goala ethics, but, like, I only check in places where I've got something to say about it. Like, Perhaps... I would never check in without putting a comment. Mm. Perhaps we need to write a code of Goala ethics. I think we do. And the other thing is creating a place. Like, I will not create a place unless I know I like it. If I go to some restaurant for the first time and, oh, I can't check in, I should create it. I'm not going to create it because what if I get my food and it sucks? Yeah, but I did that. Remember, the very like the very first time I ever checked in was when we were in... Uh, was it the Duck Club? Bodega Bay at... Was that what it was called? It was the restaurant. No, it was the restaurant 
that we ate at before we golfed that day. Oh, at the golf course? Yeah. Oh. Well, golf course, breakfast. I mean, that's a pretty sure bet. Yeah. We went to a new lunch place that Rachel loved, and it didn't exist yet. And so I was going to check in, and then I thought, no, I'll let Rachel create it because she like loves it. Mm. Go all the ethics. Go all the ethics, indeed. Maybe we need to have another podcast after this where we just do go all the ethics. <laughs> we should. Or at least... It'll be interesting to you, me, and Robert. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a big manifesto and post it on <laughs> Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have someone waiting for us. So we can... Uh, is save... it that guy that checked in? It is. <laughs> so we can save uh, our our Goala ranting for a little bit later and, and uh, now transition to um, podcast celebutante Alex Perez, who you mm-hmm. are currently trying to quietly call. Yes. Um, <laughs> don't, clearly... Don't lift the curtain. <laughs> There's, there was some soccer news that happened a couple of days ago, and immediately my first thought was, okay, I have to text Alex and be like, what the hell just happened? Right. So... WTF. Why d- the face? Exactly. <laughs> right. Ready? Uh, I'm ready. Let's, let's see if I did this He's right. going to be happy because Arsenal won this morning, and they're top of the table right now. So that's my guess, is that'll be the first thing he says. <laughs> Prediction. Nice. Or he won't answer because he's in the crapper. Alex? Hello. Yes. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, my friends. And have you guys booked your flights to Qatar yet? <laughs> have we booked our flights to Qatar? No, because I want to live. I'm, I'm not sure planes actually go to Qatar, do they? I think you have to take a camel. Yeah. I think a water taxi is what you have to take to the stadium. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. Maybe a flying carpet. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> So, the big news, which was announced, I think, Thursday, and I was actually, I was at work that morning, and it was before school started, and I had, uh, I was on some website that was like this chat thing, and this, um... Some sort of chat roulette interface? (laughs) Um, and this guy who was there or something, or watching the broadcast, kept updating, like, what was going on, and, you know, that way, I wasn't, like, constantly reloading something, it would just keep coming up, and... That way you can find out as soon as possible what the story was. Right. So, 2014 is the next World Cup, and that will be in Brazil, correct? Lovely Brazil. Lovely Brazil. Actually, one of my, uh, one of my wife's coworkers married a Brazilian guy, and they, I guess, maybe already have tickets or something. They're going to go down to Brazil. Wow. Yeah, he used to play professionally in Brazil. So he's wow. pretty good. Oh, okay. Yeah. For what team? Um, I have no idea. Okay. Um, but I'll now... Pre- well, I'll just pretend like, uh, like I know any of the teams down there. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Boca Juniors, let's say that. Oh, there you go. That sounds like a team down there, right? <laughs> um... But, you know, Argent- Argentinian Brazilian, you know, they're pretty- Oh, is that Argentinian, really? Yeah. Oh, man. You're racist. I am. <laughs> I think, I think that's what my Mojo jersey was. Even though it looked like a football jersey. Like, it said Boca on it, I think. Oh, really? Maybe. Maybe. Anyway. Um, I just thought it was from some retirement home. <laughs> um, so 2000, the the bids were up for 2018 and 2022. Yes. And did you kind of have a? I mean, I assume you hope that 2022 would be the United States. Although I think Mexico was in the running too, wasn't it? 
early on they were, and then they, they dropped out of it because I think they smelled the corruption they, uh... Oh, it, there's no corruption in Qatar. There's no corruption in Mexico, either. Like, don't you think they uh, would kind of be, you know, uh, not be able to see well, the that, forest for the trees with the corruption? Well, let me let me flip that on you. If Mexico being as corrupt as they are, what does that say about how corrupt the bid was that they got out of it? I yeah. mean, you know, it, it really was... I mean, I hadn't read much about the reports about the bribes and stuff, because... Honestly, what I thought was happening was I just thought it was the typical, you know, um, tabloid fodder that you get from you know, right. uh, tabloid culture that was just kind of kind of drum up story and drum up interest. And, and actually, that was a sign to me that maybe England was in on the take because, uh, you know, why else would they bring so much attention to that scenario? It turns out they probably were actually on something. Uh, you know, and I, there's a uh, British, um, like, expose show similar to 60 Minutes called Panorama. And I guess, I guess they ran a, a show on Monday or Sunday night this week where uh, they supposedly infiltrated and had some sting operations about uh, some of the uh, voting members of the FIFA uh, executive committee that were voting on, on the... Uh, on these World Cups, and nice. apparently they discovered a plot, or you know, some collusion to to have um, uh, England ousted and, and, and not even come close. Which which we, happened, right? That, yeah, take that for what you will. But England didn't really even make it out of the first round of voting. I think right. they were the lowest vote getter with two yeah. votes. Yeah. Uh, you know, for those that don't know, the way that the the, the voting works is it's kind of like a um, uh, multiple rounds, you know, voting. Uh, uh, it's like of, it's uh, like Survivor, where, Survivor, right? Whoever has the lowest votes exactly, is eliminated right, in exactly. each round. Yeah, that's exactly. What I was looking for, for the words. That's that's a perfect way of saying it. So, you know, whoever has the lowest votes kind of keeps getting after. So finally, you have the same number of delegates voting again on the finalists, and then that, that's your winner. Um, but apparently, uh, the U.S had a much higher chance of, I mean, on the surface, of course, had a much higher chance of, of obtaining the World Cup than England did. And the fact that not Australia, not Japan or Korea, but Qatar got the uh, uh, World Cup really kind of, I think that's what worked up everyone's ears because the U.S., when they hosted the World Cup in 94, which you can say was, a, a pretty much a the, the uh, uh, you know primitive time in terms of the the, the, the sports growth in the country. Uh, they broke and still hold all attendance records of any people World Cup right. hold up today. Right. So I don't think that'll be broken in Qatar. Right. Yeah, I have I have a hard time seeing you know uh, Mr. and Mrs. Vander from, you know, jolly old London, you know, making that, you know, 15-hour trip or however long it takes to, to get to Qatar to, to stand in, you know, 130-degree heat. I mean, I just, I, I understand that, that, the, that the Qatari bid had a lot of the, uh, you know, the wow factor, like, for example, nine of the 12 stadiums have to be built still. Well, they can pretty much tailor those stadiums, you know, with 
all the money that they have basically printing there, uh, you know, from oil profits, you know, they, they really can make stadiums kind of, you know, tailor make them to, to appeal to the eye and, and to really kind of make people go ooh and ah. But here's, here's the problem that I see. Um, they currently have none of these stadiums built, which you're saying is, you know, in, the, in their argument is a good thing because then they can build them however they want. But, um, but the problem is, like you said, the heat can get up to 130 degrees there. They have decided to build outdoor stadiums because yeah. very few people play soccer indoors, obviously. But they're going to somehow air condition these outdoor stadiums. However, I don't know how air conditioned it's going to be for the players on the field. Like, how miserable are those players going to be? Right, right. You know, they're going to hate going. I, I just, yeah, I just don't really understand that logic either. I mean, last I checked, when you're in an air conditioned building, if you open the door and it's hot outside, well, guess what? The door's going to be open the whole time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the air is going to escape. It's not going to be cold for very much longer if you keep the door open. So. Right. I, I don't understand. Maybe there is, you know, some revolutionary technology that the Qatari people have discovered, and uh, you know, next thing you know, they'll be, you know, living around the universe at warp speed. I don't know. I mean, you know. Well, here's the other thing, and they talked about it a little bit with South Africa, but I think it's going to be even worse with Qatar. Is they're going to build these however many new stadiums, yeah. and they're going to have the World Cup, and then you're going to have all these stadiums. That you don't need anymore. Like, what? Why are they going to need all these huge stadiums in Qatar? They, you know, the Qatari national team is like ranked 120th in the world. It's right. not like they're a big soccer mecca, right? And they're going to build wow. all these hotels to house the people that they think are going to come. Yeah, I, w- then, I wouldn't waste too much time building hotels. But then, but then, like, who, who's going to come to see Qatar after the World Cup? It's not going to happen, right? Yeah, I think the. Uh... I think the, uh, the the chairman of the Qatari bid, you know, Sheikh Ahmad bin something or other. Well, there's some knowledge. I don't know. I don't know if that's the same. I'm just trying to make something up. Oh, okay. Alex really actually researched he, for the podcast. Yeah, he, he addressed that with the, uh, of course, with the uh, uh, brilliant response of, oh, well, we'll build them and then we'll donate them to much needier reasons. Uh, really? What? You're, you're going to build these stadiums, tear them apart, and then ship them off to, you know, some other godforsaken sandlot? I mean, it just, I, I just don't understand that. And, and Maybe they'll be inflatable stadiums. <laughs> <laughs> that way they can just pack them up and go and they're done. Maybe, maybe people are going to switch to, like, a, a, a foosball tournament. That's what mm. they're talking about. Building, you know, foosball stadiums. I don't know. Yeah, it just, it, it was, you know, I, of course I'm upset. You know, I would have loved to have seen the World Cup come back Definitely. Because I know that it would have been a tremendous World Cup. I mean, you know, if you just think about all the stadiums that, um, you know, most of the events here in 94, I think like a third or almost half of those stadiums wouldn't even be considered. I mean, I, 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 like the, the, the Rose Bowl, uh, I think is, is a holdover, but, you know, Stanford Stadium is, is put in, in the, uh, the final, you know, right. I mean, there's no way that 
Fox Soccer Channel that, that they had a couple of uh, pundits and stuff. And, uh, and that went all the brought up a good point. He's a former uh, national player in the U.S. I, I think, in the end, what, what ended up being defense's biggest strength ended up being uh, uh, probably their weakness, was that it maybe was too turnkey. And I just think that that line of thinking is a little bit uh, convenient for people because they can they can sit behind the fact that oh you know we're bringing the game we're trying to grow the game uh, you know in regions that that where it's it's not as popular you know and we're trying to to, to, to make the sport more popular well in order for that to happen you got to bring the rest of the world there I mean that's that's how that works you know you want to make something popular. You, you got to showcase the people that make that thing popular, you know. And I just don't think that Qatar is going to be as big a draw to, uh, you know, very many people wanting to vacation in, in, in the summer months. I mean, well, I have a, I actually have a couple of Qatari facts for you that I've oh, on. One is that Qatar is about the size of Connecticut okay. in terms of you know land area. And the other is the entire population of Qatar is less, like 500,000 people less, than Houston. Wow. Yeah. So, you know. How many Mexicans do they have there? Well, I mean, what a random, what a random selection. And, right. and here's the thing that, that, that makes me the most upset. I was really pulling for England and the U.S. also. And um, one reason is... That, uh, you know, Liverpool was one of the sites that was selected, you know, as a final stadium for if they'd made it. And I think that would have made it much more likely that they would have built a new stadium there or at least done a lot of the refurbishing of the of the old Anfield. Um, And on top of that, uh, for it being in the U.S., a lot of people were saying there there is a new uh, consortium of of investors that is pushing hard to move the move football back to LA, American football. Mm-hmm. Um, and Magic Johnson actually sold his share in the Lakers. He was on Jimmy Kimmel the other That's night. That's right. And he is part of that group trying to bring them to LA and being able to build a big stadium for this World Cup would have been, you know, another key element to all of that. So the loss of it for both England and the US, you know, hurts in both of those areas, which is which is a big bummer for me. Right. Has there hey, been man. any like momentum on the nation of Qatar becoming a major soccer power? I mean, is there no. something there that they're trying to kindle, or it's just money. totally out of the blue? I think it's all. I think it's all money. I mean, but so so the the FIFA people get all this bribe money or whatever. That's that's the. But what there's no there's not going to be a ton of. I mean, I can't imagine there's going to be a ton of. Hotel revenue, you know, like tourism revenue that you would have got somewhere else. See, well, that's interesting that you say that, though, Jacob, because the funny thing is, is that I think for the longest time, people was always afraid to bring the cup to a country or to a nation that didn't have a great, you know, soccer tradition, a great footballing tradition, because for them, it would be a huge. Uh, loss for the host nation to not advance further right. into the tournament. Now, that used to be the thinking, obviously, back when the tournament was much smaller. You had, you know, half as many teams as there are now. Um, but I think that, you know, that the answer to that question is really um, 
relative, and I say relative success, because by all accounts, you know, the first World Cup in Africa this year was a success in terms of the amount of attention garnered, in terms of, you know, even attendance figures of, of local people making it to the games, albeit there were some games where there were a lot of empty seats. But I think that South Africa, in many ways, was a guinea was a a, a guinea pig test for people to see how would the country respond if their team was no longer in it. And you know, South Africa obviously didn't make it into the knockout stages. They, uh, you know, in fact, the only African team that made it to the knockout stages were you know the Black Stars of Ghana. And so, I think that for them, for people, meaning, uh, I mean. Them seeing the tournament still have, you know, its kind of its own, uh, you know, personality still grow and become its own thing after the host nation was knocked out was kind of proof to them like, hey, our sport's pretty darn global already. So, you know, we shouldn't be afraid to take it, you know, to Timbuktu if we want to. Because bottom line is people are going to still come. They're still going to watch the games, you know, regardless of, question i understand that after the success of bringing to africa for the first time they're like okay we brought it to a new place and it was successful let's try another new place and they never brought it to the middle east before but it seems to me that there were better middle eastern places than qatar like dubai is in the europe united arab emirates right, right. and dubai right. is a blossoming city that has right. this infrastructure that's been built with all these big hotels and and touristy okay. spots and things like that. Why was United Arab Emirates not a better selection than Qatar? I mean, I got even one better for you. You know, uh, Qatar borders Saudi Arabia. You want to talk about, you know, uh, a, a footballing nation with at least a little bit more That's true. Uh, tradition. You got, you know, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia right there. I mean, it's it just, yeah, I, I don't understand. The only thing I can think of is that they wanted to, you know, people wanted to come out and maybe make a statement, however that might look to the rest of the world. But yeah, in the, in the end, it really just comes down to the money and and what people might have been promised or, or, or was promised. Uh, you know, Seth Blatter, the president of FIFA, is up for re-election again, I think in like, I don't know, I think next year or two years from now. Do we get to so vote? That might be a feather in his cap to say, hey, look, I, I'm, I'm progressive. I'm bringing the game to, like, you know, Terrorists, yeah. Or small, or not poor, but these smaller countries, and, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm advancing both the, the game and, and the interest of the game. I, I don't know. I mean, in the end, I think it really just it just comes down to dollars and cents. And you know, whereas Qatar might have not have been as restricted as say the U.S. in terms of uh, maybe their their pride in saying, hey, we'll give you whatever you want. You want money? Well, we'll promise you know, X amount in revenue or whatever, whereas the U.S. might have been like, no, you know, we're going to we're gonna put on a, a, a good a good show, and that's where you're going to get your revenue. You're going to get your revenue from 
Here's the thing that worries me: the 2000 when the 2022 World Cup happens in the in like May or whatever of of 2022, I will be forty. I, I will be forty two years old. So, holy shit! <laughs> so if it doesn't come to the U.S. until 2026 or even 2030, I'm, I'm gonna be pushing fifty years old before I get to right. go see a World Cup game. I'm not loving that. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not digging that either, which pretty much, wow. well, you know what that means, guys. That means we need to book our flights to Rio in four years. That's yeah, maybe. Where, where's the 2018 one? 2018 is in Russia. Okay, Brazil uh, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me, just, let me just say this. All you need to know about the process for how Qatar got the World Cup is when Seth Platter was asked, uh, you know who his favorite guitar player was? You know what his response was? Uh-uh. Eric Clapton. <laughs> That's awesome. Very nice. Uh, could, okay, you know, as someone who's rooting for England and the United States, could there have been any more polar opposite than Russia and Qatar? No, yeah, no. You know, kidding. like I if mean, you think just... along certain historical lines, right? Kind of allies versus. I, you know. Yeah, I, it, it, exactly. I think it is. There is an interesting parallel there in, uh, you know, who lost versus who won and the relationship between... Indiana Jones and James Bond would be very upset with these choices. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're not happy right now. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, it, let's say for a minute I'm a huge soccer fan, and I've I would decided love to say that for me. I know I'm I'm decided I'm going to the World Cup. Yeah, and it's going to be in the Middle East. I mean, this is this is your whole point. I would not go to Qatar. I would not go to Saudi Arabia. Maybe I would go to Dubai because they've been building up a tourism industry, and I think okay, I don't really want to go to this region because I enjoy living, but. This place, you know, they're, they're, they've been building it up for a while, and a lot of people have gone there, and, you know, okay, like, maybe I'll take a chance here. And we at least know someone who's been to Dubai. We do? Phil went to Dubai. There you go. Actually, my niece went to Qatar, uh, In she was part of the Air Force, and she went to the Air Force, she was stationed at the Air Force base there for a while. The one that's pregnant? No, 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 on my side. Oh. Yeah. Matt has a daughter? I'm sorry. One of my cousins. Okay, there we go. Cousin. <laughs> sorry. One of my cousins. All right. Um, yeah, one of my cousins was stationed there. And, uh, yeah, she was like, yeah, it's ridiculously hot. You can't go out and do anything. It's... Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, unless everything is built indoors, like Total Recall or something. That's kind of how I imagine Qatar. Like Total Recall, where you go outside and everything is just red. Everyone's got three tits. <laughs> you can't breathe, and they're three-breasted women, and... <laughs> The taxi cab guys, like, turn their back on you. Constantly and... jamming stuff up your nose. <laughs> exactly. It's terrible. Hey. It sounds terrible. Yeah. Um, and here's the other thing. Both Russia and Qatar, I feel like, are really bad in terms of trying to watch the games live and here in America. You read my mind there, Jacob. That's, that, that was the other main issue I was upset because, you know, the first, I think probably one of the first things I did was, what's the time difference? What time are the games going to be on over here? And it turns out, for one, Russia, I think, is going to have a logistical nightmare in terms of, you know, determining where the games are going to be played. I, I, the one advantage they have is they can pretty much pick and choose which one of the ten different time zones that 
that their country, you know, has. Yeah, that's what I was wondering. Do they have 10 time zones in Russia? Say that again? Is that true that they have 10 time zones? They have 10 time zones. From the furthest west point to the furthest east point is the same time difference that it is from here on the west coast to the furthest western point in Russia. Wow. Just, wow. just to give people an idea of, the, of how... I mean, obviously they're not going to... You know, they're not going to play games in Siberia or, you know, those godforsaken places. That, you know, that... that Aren't they all godforsaken places? They have to yeah. kind of, you know... <laughs> sort out and try to figure, okay, you know, do we kind of just kind of cluster the games in one generalized, general or local area? Um, you know, and of course the bigger cities are going to be involved in Moscow. Yeah, we're going to be seeing a lot of pictures of those, uh, you know, domed buildings that have the crazy architecture and stuff like that. Exactly. Which yeah. I've heard are really beautiful. I mean, my wife has been to Russia and she says, you know, like Red Square and places like that are really amazingly beautiful and intricate and stuff but, but that's you know they should play all the games in Qatar at night because it would be it would be cooler for them and it'd be during the day here and people could Definitely. watch them more Definitely. that's it funny that you say that because that's exactly what I thought because Qatar is about 11 hours away you know Doha is, is exactly 11 hours an 11 hour time difference from Doha to the, the west coast and when, <clears throat> Qatar has one I, third first, of the time zone soccer player that's like a stud, I'm not looking forward to yeah. you know, 12 years from now. Like, maybe that's one world cup I might You know what's crazy is, I mean, say there's a guy who's a stud for the U.S. that is that is 20 at that World Cup. That means he's 8 right now. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, there's like kids that are younger than the kids in my class that would maybe be playing in that World Cup. God, that makes me feel old. Once again, reminding us how old we are. Your, your statement about we will be in our 40s Seriously. really, really scared me. I know. I know. <laughs> you pretty much ruined my weekend now. Because, because that's another reason not to go to Qatar. If I'm pushing 50, I'm not going to some, you know, I'm going to die of heat stroke at that age, maybe. Right. I'm on my More last More likely legs. roadside bombing. But... <laughs> and let's Seriously. be honest, Qatar might even be a different country at that point. Well, you know, I wonder... Sure, the Middle East has only been war-ravaged for 60 years, but... I wonder if that's a part of it, if they know that, you know, if it doesn't work for Qatar, if it is... I mean, I don't think I don't know if Qatar is necessarily super unstable, but if something happens where they can't pull it together, they know that they could have it in the United States, and they could have enough facilities yeah. here yeah. that could always work as a backup plan. You know, I can really easily imagine the World Cup final being played at Cowboys Stadium with that new huge. Yeah. You know, oh, that's that's 
that's totally where the final would have been. Yeah. Because I think they can expand capacity there to, to almost six digits, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, I think Unless they had built a new LA one by then, but yeah. Hey, so there you one go. And, and I think that's probably one of the things that, in the back of my mind, kind of basically added into the injury was that, you know what, FIFA knows they can come to England tomorrow, they can come to the U.S. tomorrow say, can you host the World Cup in 30 days? And they know that the answer was yes. They, you know, both those operations are turnkey, which really just adds that much, that much more fire to the flames because they knew that those were the two best bids. They knew that those were the two places where, uh, you know, the game, there'd be no doubt whatsoever that, you know, games would be sold out and people would come and, and, and there'd be so much interest. But in the end, they opted for, you know, something a little extra, maybe. Whether that a little extra was under the table, who knows. But my, my money says that there was money there under the table. Definitely. Maybe in 2026 it'll be in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome. And maybe, they're, maybe they're just trying to like see, they're showing the world how resilient soccer is. Mm. <laughs> maybe one of them will be underwater. Ooh. Somewhere. Atlantis. Atlantis 2026. Yeah. Atlantis 254. Yeah. <laughs> that was our dorm that room. Was, yeah, that's our dorm room freshman year. All right, Alex. Well, um, th- thank you for providing your knowledgeable viewpoints on this subject. Well, I'm, I'm just pissed. <laughs> I needed a vent. You guys are my therapy. Are you it's, on your way to go get your uh, passport and visa in order to go to Qatar? Oh, absolutely. I think I, I think there's another uh, requirement by the CIA. They have to, you know, do some uh, extra background checks and all that good stuff. So, yeah. Right. <laughs> you can go to the games of Qatar, but you may not be able to come back. Right. Like, pretty much. All right. Well, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of your travels, as it sounds like you are in the car currently. Correct. I uh, that is correct. I am actually probably about uh, half hour away from you guys. We're, we're coming into. So you're going from your house in Livermore to Elk Grove to San Francisco and then reverse that? Uh, actually, uh, your lovely wife, Jacob, is bringing our dog back along with uh, your lovely mother. Oh. Well, don't drag me into this plan. <laughs> <laughs> Does that mean you're batching it tomorrow, Jacob? I guess. Oh, yeah, that's right. Nice. Yeah. You can sit at home and watch football all day. As per yeah. usual. <laughs> it looks like you guys can do another podcast tomorrow, too. That's possible. That's true. It's PR possible. It's PR. It's Qatar possible. It's Qatar possible. <laughs> all right. Unfortunately. Yeah. All right, Alex. Well, uh, thank you for your insights, and we will talk to you again soon. All right, guys. It was a pleasure. All right. See you. Later. Uh-oh. I'll, I'll, I'll be uh, I'll be uh, rearing to show off my number nine Katari Eric Clapton jersey next time. <laughs> nice, sounds good. <laughs> Take care, dude. All right, guys. Take care. Bye. Katar, huh? Um, we were very nice for not mocking him more about his his yeah. zigzaggy trip for I the know. purpose of uh, having his dog. They recently stuff. got a dog. I mean, the dog's like eleven weeks old, right. it's pretty, and it's super pretty adorable. Young. I'll admit. Eh, if cute. you're into tiny dogs. Okay. I know Laura doesn't listen to this, so I should be okay. <laughs> I'm sure Rachel will not talk to her about it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm more of a big yellow right. lab type of person. Right. But it's, I mean, even big yellow labs are puppies at some point, and they're right. little and cute. You know, that's true. That's when they're their cutest. Indeed. So there you go. Yeah. Um, before we stop today, I wanted to uh, spend a little time talking about this week in zombies. Ah, that's right. Um, one of the later. We really need some sort of intro for that. Well. Let's pause, like, five seconds, and then we can go with some kind of zombie. Okay. Maybe just you, like, doing the zombie uh, thing. Yeah, there you go. Okay. That's a little more Bigfoot, maybe. But... You know, don't criticize. <laughs> you want to create something? <laughs> go for it. Uh, All right, give me the zombie update. Okay, so there is a show on AMC. It's, it's, the season finale is actually tomorrow. Mm. So it's called The Walking Dead. It's on AMC. And I was just looking at the article in your Entertainment Weekly... It is actually getting better ratings than Mad Men. Yeah, wow. Which is crazy. Like AMC it, yeah, is the Midas touch. They, uh, I, like, six million viewers strong each week. It's pretty impressive. For a show about zombies? Oh, yeah. Well, people love zombies. Apparently. I think it's probably our This Week in Zombies segments that are, <laughs> that are sparking this national no interest. No doubt. Um, are zombies the new, like, sexy teen vampires? Oh, that would be great if zombies overtook vampires. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, was, very, I, was I telling you about sexy, my idea though. next next year to do the walk, uh, run to feed the hungry as a zombie? No, kind of like that idea. Maybe start gnawing on some people at the beginning of the race. That would be that excellent. <laughs> start gnawing on uh, Mark S. Allen. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> yes. Uh, anyway, so it's called The Walking Dead, and it's based off of a um, like a comic book series. Okay, and. So they only did six episodes for this first season, but they've already uh, got an agreement to do like over twice as many next for next season. Wow! Um, there, it's an hour long, and it starts off like the backstory is there's this, and no, no one in it is really famous. Like there's a couple minor people that you'll sort of recognize, but none of them are big name people. Um, there, so it starts off. There's this police officer and his partner, and they get in the shootout. And one of the guys gets into a coma. Okay, and he wakes up from his coma, and he's in the hospital. And there's like nobody else there, and it's all trashed. It's kind of like I don't know if you ever saw Twenty Eight Days Later, but I guess it's kind of like that where he wakes up in a hospital and I there's nobody there. around. So he's walking around, and he has no idea. He's like, "What has happened here?" You know, he's going around, and he eventually realizes that. Um, well, actually, at, at first he doesn't even realize that there are zombies, and he sees he sees this guy shoot another guy, and he's like, he thinks this guy is really dangerous or whatever, and he doesn't realize that they've all been turned to zombies. So the guy explains what's happened and everything, and um, it doesn't really tell tell how it happened. There's mm-hmm. none of that backstory of how this all started. Um, but they're in the they're in the south. They're like near Atlanta. And there's a group of people that have, um, when it starts out, there's a group of people that have, like, camped up by this quarry up in the mountains outside of Atlanta. And it's the guy's wife and kid and his the old... The guy that just woke up from the coma? Right. Okay. And his, par- his old partner. And so he's, like, trying to somehow, you know, make his way around by himself, essentially, uh, to somehow try to survive, and maybe he believes that his wife and kid are still alive, um, and trying to find his way to them or whatever. Meanwhile, in this other camp, there's a number of people, and the old partner, 
is starting to shack up with the wife because oh. they think the guy's dead. And so it, it, it goes from there, but it's really good. And, and there's, there's a lot of difficult moments where it's like, you know, someone gets bit and there's like a gestation period while they're, they're, you know, they're, they kind of get worse and worse and then they wake up as a zombie. Right. And so there's situations where like a loved one has been bit. Well, do we just kill them right away or do we, you know, try and wait and see what happens or do we try and go, you know, the CDC is in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And so there's some discussion about trying to go to the CDC and, and see if they maybe are figuring out a cure. It's interesting because I was going to ask, it seems that most zombie TV shows, movies, they're never about finding a cure. They're more just about surviving. Right. But is this one exploring the option that, like, maybe there's a cure? Possibly. I mean, there there's always that kind of hope that that they might be able to figure something out. And... But, the, I mean, they have no idea, like, if anyone else is out there or what the situation is. And I think so many zombie movies, because they're movies and they're, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, you're just trying to survive up to a certain point and right. get away and then you drive off into the sunset or whatever. But this really deals with, like, okay, you have to survive. Like, try to live the rest of your life. So what do you do? How do you protect yourselves? How do you get food? How do you do these basic, you know, human needs? Apparently go uh, into a coma. You'll be left alone. <laughs> Well, cryogenically freeze myself. Yeah, um, you know, there's that part in Zombieland where where the cameo character, you know, talks about how he pretends to be a zombie. Uh-huh. There's a scene in in one of the episodes where they say, "Well, part of the re- they like s- the zombies smell us, and so they take the so so we have to mask our own scent to be able to walk out there amongst us amongst mm-hmm. them. So they take this dead zombie and they like hack it up." And they put the guts on themselves but isn't so, that, to mask their smell. Isn't that dangerous? Like, if 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 zombie blood gets in yeah, your blood, I, I don't, don't you become a zombie? I mean, it doesn't explain that, but I, I guess it's a bite that has to do it. Mm. So they just like smear it and like put the guts on themselves, and then they like walk out there like all, right. you know. And the and zombies then, just give you like a nod and let you pass. <laughs> well, they, they they're like, uh, I guess, but then. Can you tell what is obviously going to happen Like while they're out there? They're going to be normal people that see them and try and shoot at them. Uh, that's a good guess. Yeah. Something, else. something else that's going to blow their cover. One of them farts. No. Oh. They've got all this stuff that's on them. All this blood and stuff that's on them. It washes off? Because it, it rains! Like, yeah. Oh, I got yeah. it. So It's good. It's really good. Yeah. And I mean, there's only five episodes so far, so it's not too hard Have to Have you up. watched this since it started, or did you no. hear of it and then catch I, up? I I heard about it, and so we watched. I think we we I saw it. I saw that it was going to be coming on, and I forgot to record it. So then I recorded one, and we actually ended up watching the second episode first, mm-hmm. and then went back and watched the first episode, and then we went through. Um, it was funny. The very first, I remember the very first scene I watched. They're up on this. Um, they're up on this roof of a building, and there's this one dude who's super racist. It's actually you saw Mallrats, right? Yeah, a long time it's ago. The, it's, it's Shannon Doherty? No, no. It's the dad who is running the game show who hates the main guy. Is it the guy they give the... Jason uh, Lee. That gives the stink to Palm to yeah, or whatever? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. that guy. Okay. And he's like this redneck racist guy, and he's shooting the zombies from way up there. And he like... Redneck racist in near Atlanta? <laughs> and like, this one of the people in their group is a black guy, and he like goes off of the black guy and like starts calling him racist names and kicking his ass. And I'm like... I don't know if I really like the show. Yeah, but then when I watched it through, like it made more sense, I guess, sort of within the context of the scene. But um, 
But yeah, so we watched the second, then the first, and then the third, and fourth, and fifth, and so the sixth is tomorrow. Wow. So yeah, we're excited. Well, it sounds good. I yeah. might have to check it out. It is. It's and you know it's only a few episodes, so you know it's pretty easy to, to catch up. It's on. not a huge commitment, right? Yeah, right. it's not like. Oh, this is the fourth season, and there's so tra- know, trying to get the lost one hour. Of, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I can't, I can't envision a time in which you could really. St- I mean, I guess you could start doing it casually, but if you wanted to really get into Lost and, and watch all that stuff, you're you're gonna like have to be retired. It would so. take you like eight years, right? Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be like Qatarian World Cup time by yeah. the time that you're able to do that. Right. So, I look forward to that. Yeah. More so the. Being able to watch Lost rather than the Qatar World Cup, I assume. Uh, they're probably about the same in level of my list of Ouch. things to do. <laughs> well, thank you for continuing to disappoint me. Hey, it would uh, it would be boring if we were the same person. That's true. Although Alex did think that you were me. <laughs> it that it, I was it happens. Right so he's like, "Whoa, my gosh, that was an insightful soccer comment, Jacob." Yeah, <laughs> I didn't want to break his heart and let him know that it was me. No, I appreciate that too. <laughs> I like to contribute to the soccer podcast more than just my xenophobia. That's why I figured we had to do this twiz here at the end so you could have something to say Mm -hmm. rather than just listening. I enjoy the Gowalla parts, too. I like the bookends of things I'm interested in. Yeah. Yeah. With uh, with a little soccer sandwich in the middle. Yeah. Okay. Well, you put that all together, and that's a podcast. (laughs) That's a podcast. It's a world of laughter over